Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, faggots and freaks, and beings from other places, you are now grooving to the sounds of LB Bad right here on Decisive Podcast Special with your host, Roberto Q. Ingram. Excuse me for a motherfucking beat. 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 Thank you, LB Bad, for that wonderful intro for that motherfucking B. I like that. You are listening to the Decisive Podcast Series, the last of the year, 2019. You're about gone. Vec. Choose. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. I'm Roberto Ingram. It's December 23rd, 2019. Happy to be here. Hope you are. Back again. What a way to close the season with a special guest that I really admire and respect for his tenacity, his honesty, his forwardness, and his creativity, LB Bad. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media outlets, Podomatic, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify. That's where it all goes down. And of course, thank you for your support. With that said, let's get right to it. The Decisive Podcast Series, final of the year, with my guest, L.B. Bad. I hope you don't mind if we dig in to learn more about the man behind the music. No, I don't mind. That's what we're here for. Hello, L.B. How you doing, my brother? What's been going on recently in the world of L.B. Bad? What's up, Roberto? Well, recently, uh, the productions of music still goes on, but I've been more concentrated on the business of the music, trying to get it all together to work and operate uh, better, fully, uh, smoother. And yeah, that's what it's about. The productions, making songs, creating songs, that still goes. The DJing still goes. And the business is trying to go so that's what i've been up to lately i saw a few song works with videos you created one being a bitten by a zombie flick you want to fuck me before i turn and then there was another one by the prince of dan's music with a mix by the famous mike banks then there was also another one called options where you flip a bob marley tune tell us to low down on those pieces of work okay, three songs bitten by a zombie it started with uh Actually, I have to take you back when I was a child. We went to see Night of the Living Dead in a drive-in theater. I was really small and it scared the fuck out of me. But somehow 
that became like a classic in our life. And I made this track having nothing to do with anything. Mm -hmm. Playing back the instrumental, almost finish or finish. And I'm not sure, I don't really remember. Oh, okay. But suddenly I get this idea of dude's voice, the hottest line in the movie. They're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> it was just something that stuck. Freaky. Children everywhere, I guess, and adults. And like, you know, it was a saying, actually. We took yeah. it, it was a thing. Okay. Um, and listening to this track, that voice fit. And at the time, or around that time, I was working on another video and it was supposed to be a big production. And it didn't really happen that way. So I flipped the energy from that into Bitten by a Zombie. I got together with a very experienced photographer and a growing director. Mm -hmm. And from there, yeah, it came out. It's like a little movie. And I like doing movies because it's like a big recording studio. It's just big, big. You could even be outside. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> but it's the same yeah. mentality, I, I think, as production in the studio. It's like you direct the music, you direct the track, you may direct the musician, you may... It's the same. You direct the... And I get it, I get scene, it. Yeah, I get it. Uh, whatever. Put it together. Yeah. Taking nothing and turning it into things. Something, yeah, turning like, it into something, yeah. The song, oh, it's just a track, man. Trying to be, you know, the raw. Uh, I like the raw the best, but at the same time, trying to reach more people. So, you know, we do me. I love all that. I can't. As a DJ, I like raw the best. But as a producer, I'm trying to even spread my wings and want to do more things I haven't done. So the first thing is to jump into the more musical side. And that's what that's about. So always the raw. Just, you know, letting it out. Ah! <laughs> <Simple> <laughs> like that. Right on, right on. And the mix for Mike Banks, what that's all about is my actual brother-in-law. Oh, damn. And he passed away not too long ago. So that was for him. And he just happens to have the same name as our techno Mike Banks. Oh, okay. Sorry but to hear that, man. That's for Mike Banks. And the song Options. I got options. Yeah. Wow. Nice. I found this track online. The song, actually, it was a video I found first, and it was my man singing it live. Live? All right. Cool. And when I heard it live, it just, it touched me, man. It, it touched me. You know, it wasn't the best, rec it's not the best recording. It's just vibe. I, oh, I know what uh, you mean, yeah. The ladies singing in the background uh -huh. helps a lot. Right. The musicians help a lot. And Beautiful. then, of course, there's Brother Marley. It's beautiful, man. And love me some Marley. I just Marley. kept hearing it because of I enjoyed it. And then I went to see the original mix. You know, I wanted to hear what it sounds like from the studio. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Wow. Got this rapper. I don't remember his name. He's famous. He's large. He producer, rapper. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. It's it's an easy name, but I can't remember. But okay. this. I'm not really feeling that dude simple. Um, so I went back to the live and I kept listening to it, listening to it, listening to it. I said, hey, let me do another mix. And yeah, keep it smooth and warm. And that's uh -huh. just it, man. I, the melody, the way he sings it, okay. I, I just, I felt it. And there's a lot of connection between the Marlies and I. And that was one of them. It was just, Clearly. the song just hit me like a hammer. Poof. You have to touch this track. 
And so, yeah, I did it. It's more for fun. Um, we're not even selling it. You know what I mean? It's just okay. out there. Yeah, yeah. It's just out Inspiration. There. Bob Marley That's inspires everyone. You know what I mean? And True. See, even earlier, I told you I'm trying to get the business better. Right. But the productions go on. It's not always about money. It's about music. True that. True that. You feel me? Yeah. Tell me something. What pisses you off or, let's say, gets on your nerves? I mean, just get up under your skin. Hmm. People not cooperating with each other and uh, honesty. Those two things. I, I need honesty around me. And yeah, I see things a bit different in this moment is a change in how I see and to put a long story short it's all about cooperating cooperations cooperating feel me who is LB when he's not embracing music what else does LB enjoy a lot mm. well right about now I got that daddy-itis. My children have grown, and I have twins, so they did it at the same time, kind of left the nest, and I haven't been fired, but as a dad, I got laid off because the children don't need you anymore. Not day-to-day, week-to-week, or even hour-to-hour, etc., etc. So after 20-something years of being that guy, it's kind of difficult to be so without responsibility for them and it's a weird transition and it's not like the kids just went off to college and they'll be back in two years or maybe never they just like whoosh, slowly it's it's just weird man because they're here but they're not here <laughs> so that's just whack so all day i'm wondering what am i doing and it gives me free time to do more music so it's kind of wonderful also True that, true that. Are there any amazing, unforgettable moments that come to mind? Yeah, every time I make love. Making love, no doubt, amazing. Well, I got a, musically speaking, I got a call or message from DJ Hal Gigolo. And he sent me a track produced by someone else which I'm not gonna say that, but the connection, the hookup, very nice. And that should be something big coming up. Uh, the names of the someone else, you know. I would think anyone listening to this will know. So when it comes, you'll know what I'm talking about if you go back to this. But that's exciting. And uh, yeah, we'll see what that does. And it's a interesting track. That's all I'm going to say right now about that. So that's exciting, even though I can't say what it is. It's the fact that a track is coming out. Some top producer. Anything exciting coming up you want to share? Goes back to 1990s. Uh, my second release on LeBron Records and my first full house release on LeBron is called This Dream Is Real. Reissued. It's coming out again. 2020 uh 
I'm really excited about that because it shows a lot. The music I made 20 years ago, more, 30, because I found out later for sure. The average DJ was not buying any, not any, but was not buying my records, generally speaking. And the people who did buy it is these true music lovers. And the reason I know this is because many of the true, the truest music lovers have become famous either as an artist or running record companies or uh, whatever kind of music companies involved in our music. And these people really took to my music. And the reason it was because it was different. So if you really love something, and you have a lot of it, the thing that stands out is gonna be the thing that's a bit different from all the rest. So that was my uh, good side as a producer. Always this kind of differentness, weirdness, uh, not normalness. And yeah, many people took to that. So that goes back to this song, This Dream Is Real, which is an answer to, a, it's inspired from uh, a song out of Chicago called Is This Dream For Real by China. And till today, and I never had the vinyl, but I had it on cassette. Somebody from Chicago sent me a cassette years ago with a bunch of tunes on there. And many of them are classic. And this one, it didn't go, it, it, didn't, go, it didn't go classic. A lot of people don't know this track, but it's bomb on, uh, yeah, I didn't, redo it, remix it, remake it, I answered her. So it's an answer record. And music totally different from hers. Not of course, but of course. <laughs> and yeah, it's just an inspiration. And that track changed my life, actually. So that record, which came out, and we sold about uh, 900 and something copies, made a thousand. And it's going to be reissued 2020, coming out on the run again. And yeah, we're excited about that. And we hope to have your support. And let me tell you a little bit about the background of that track. As an engineer, I had no idea what I was doing at that time. And today, I still don't have a big idea of what I'm doing as an engineer. So in my mind was the vibration, the sound of what I heard inside Paradise Garage. Booming, booming speakers. The best sound system I ever heard till today. So, first of all, you gotta imagine when you walk in, in certain parts of that room, your clothes will shake with the bass. It moves with the bass. That's how big and powerful that sound is. So I'm in there listening, and I want my productions to sound just like this. Idiota. <laughs> That's Portuguese for idiot. Um, yeah, many things I didn't realize. And let me break it down really quick. First of all, you got the needle. Then you got the vinyl itself. Then you got the mixer. Then you got your preamps. Then you got your amps. Then you got your crossovers. Then you got your speakers. Then you got your room. All of this contributes to the sound that goes to your ear in the club. Meaning, the record don't sound like that at home. And it's not supposed to, and it ain't gonna. Well, let's take that last line, it ain't gonna, and change it to, I want it to, and it does. 
And that's the story of this dream is real. The Prince of Dance coming out. Edited by DJ Timmy Richardson. See that? He did the LB. <laughs> and he did it on tape, cutting the tape physically. That's the way we roll. And yeah, so I'm excited because that comes out and the people who were interested in helping me re-release it 30-something years later or 28, I don't know, I didn't count. Uh, all this time, it's a good sign for me because it shows one music never dies and there's always place for it. And sometimes producers are just way ahead of their time. Yeah, there's been a lot of amazing, amazing um, producers and musicians uh, ahead of their time some of our greatest. Where do you see the future world of underground music, the club scene, and the culture heading? The future world of underground music. Well, yep. I'm not sure there will be an underground music, a world of underground music for much longer. <laughs> I agree. As I see it, yeah. as time moves on, mm -hmm. what was underground can be pop. And there's the younger generation they don't really have uh, walls of genre like we did yeah and when I say yeah. we yeah. I was always open anyway but yeah, yeah. I'm talking generational uh, true in the 70s party people were more open-minded party people jammed to slow hip-hop beats to fast disco which turned into techno or house but amazingly enough yeah that's disco. true yeah, yeah let's say turned into to techno true. where disco funk turned into house but the 70s and early 80s there was no wall of those lines now uh, I think we start to come out of that more and more thanks to the young people and that freedom because, of speech yeah for example them and, as and party people mm -hmm. they don't really care it could be ragga I'm dancing I know the track I like the track I'm dancing it could be a pop so I mean pop pop like pop music pop mm -hmm. danceable pop right and they don't mind they're dancing to it don't want a house track mm. it could be a popular house track mm -hmm. they don't mind they're gonna love it and just because they're connected to that popular house Ow. track they don't mind the underground house just keep it coming when they a lot of younger people go out they will go to a techno club they will go to a house club but the mentality is not that's me the mentalities I'm open mm -hmm. and I'm saying in general I see this more and more uh, and I can go back like throughout let's say every five to ten years it's a little shift in how the general public take on music so as I look at it right now it's a it's a really good time for uh, open-minded producers and, and and music as as a whole because people they're open for it yeah I've seen that um, for a while for many years yeah yeah, yeah. And the problem, if any, comes from the elder mentalities mm. who are usually running things. Because as we all know, uh, they 
they made it very clear, can't play a hip-hop track in a techno club. What the fuck? I bet you the people in the club didn't complain. Generally speaking. Somebody, of course, somebody, I hate hip-hop. What the fuck are you doing? But yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. But the management, they're not having it. So that shows you something. But I wasn't there. But I just can imagine. Because if I play myself some kind of weird track in the place, some people may look and be like, oh, what the fuck's that? But then that like, yeah, but get, up, get on with it. it. Oh, yeah. Those things are gone, man. <laughs> people are more open. And that's what I see. So the future, I think it's not going to be underground. It's just going to be music. Uh, Where it's always should have been. Underground artists from yesterday mm-hmm. will be put like next to pop stars. And it shouldn't be. Mm. People who don't work yeah. half as hard. Mm. It's going to be sitting next to people who work their asses over off. hard. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's, all their a, lives. it's yeah. going to be a weird balance mm. or a weird unbalanced balance. Mm-hmm. And that's where I see the music. The club scene itself, hmm, seems to me that two things are happening. There's a wake up for a new underground because our uh, music business yeah and when I say ours the original from from this, let's say second third generation right so after the hip hop once house started becoming business big business that generation that is almost over because that became the mm. pop and the, the, the let's say the money uh-huh. the big money uh-huh. and there's a lot of people sort of fighting against that. So something new is coming up to top that off. Mm-hmm. And that new, I, it's in clubs and everywhere. First, what I'm seeing, there's a problem with groups and solo. People want to <laughs> go out with their friends and lots of their friends. Right. And meet in a club or be uh-huh. in a club or go to a club or visit a club, whatever, how you want to see it. And the club... They're not really into groups. One, two, three, four, it's enough. At a time, four people who know each other. But I can see it's flipping and the clubs are gonna have to do something. I don't know, I, I can't I don't have the answers. I'm just saying what I see. I haven't seen people that, want groups. And if you look at parties mm-hmm. and events, the the group uh, related events. They seem to be doing better than just parties. And that's both good and bad, I think, because the group events is singling out a certain type of personality. Right. Even if we promote, we don't stand for any racism, any, uh, all of that, you know, these new uh, notices. Peace and let everybody be who they who are. They, who they are. Bargain, yeah, politics and sexism, no racism, right. all this stuff. Right. But if you go into these kind of Touchy parties and you look at the type of people, they're just groups of certain types of certain of types of people. So the yeah. general public, in in general, is not there yet. So it's gonna be a weird kind of coming together, chain switch, and I can't say the end. Because yeah, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Um, but yeah, I think those group type parties they're, they're hot, and it's because they're supported by the groups. True, there seems to be a uprise in acceptance and tolerance these days in the club scene. 
If you were a festival, club promoter, club owner, what changes could be made for a better nightlife experience? First of all, the door. Any club doing house music, techno music, electro, dance music, if you're not friendly at the door, for me, that's the worst thing. Because when you first come, it's supposed to be like, it's my night. I'm, I'm going out to dance, and I want to have a good time. True. Why should I be stressed at the door? That's the worst thing. Like, I'm not even in yet, and they're stressing me. Amazing so, point, man. Amazing. I, I would flip that completely. I would have doors so friendly. When you come in, you feel welcomed. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. On your way in, you feel your way, welcomed. Yeah, right. True. And especially if that's the place where you give your money, you should feel welcome. And again, this is why not? Big I'm spending my money. Now. Yeah. But even in a big business store, even in a, a, a supermarket, for example, they are told to say hello, the cashier or something. They gotta, they gotta greet you. And that's forced greeting, and it's not a club either. But I'm saying in the club, it should be a happy greeting. Both the person at the door should be happy to see you. And you should be very happy because you're going. You already chose to go. Not that I might not get in. See, all of that got to go. I might not get in. You chose to go out. You chose to go to that club. Right. Hey, that's, you know, you're welcome here. Even before you get there, you're welcomed here. That's the point of all what we do. You're, you are welcomed here. And yeah, that whole thing is gone and changed and it needs to come back. The warmth, the, the love, the invitation versus the, oh, I'm so special because I'm here. Preach it, LB. That's a bunch of bullshit. Preach it, LB. That's just me. <laughs> and me too. Let's talk about your recording for our show today. What can you tell us about your thoughts doing the recording? Were there anything particular you can tell us? Roberto, I just remember the mix being uh, more underground than the last one I did for you with purpose that's all I know it's, I did it a few months back and I haven't heard it so I don't remember but I do remember saying this one is going to be much more underground -da 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 -da. let's do this excuse my voice um yeah I just woke up and I hit and with that said it's always my pleasure to have Mr. LB on the program and by the way your voice is great we love it Let's listen in to your wonderful sound you recorded exclusively for the Decisive Live series right here today. Thanks a million for your time and have a great holiday season. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas, yeah? Peace.
Sunday. Maybe one day you and I.